to the Classic Plastic Podcast. Here's your host, Jonathan Plastic. What is good, everybody? Welcome into the Classic Plastic Podcast, Season Six, Episode Twenty Five, coming at you on Saturday, January the Fifteenth, Twenty Twenty Two. Yes, I just woke up. Yes, my voice is going to sound a little different, but. There's been a lot of things going on in life, and I wanted to make sure and get this podcast out before the playoffs officially begin today. Kicking off with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals or Bengals. Uh, I have a take from my wife on her picks as well uh, that she recorded last night for me. But if you're new to the show here, you can go over to Instagram and Facebook and support classic classic podcast uh do that like that comment on some of the posts as well would really appreciate you doing that in this time week 18 in the nfl did not disappoint we had the drama that i mean okay so funny thing is maybe i'll find this clip uh but i can tell you exactly what happened so al michaels was on the dan patrick show last week and Dan said, well, what do you want? What do you want to happen on Sunday night? And and Sunday night was obviously the Chargers and the Raiders. And he said, you know what? I want to go to overtime. Like, and obviously that happened. And then he said, I want drama. And sure enough, that happened. 38 seconds left in the game. And Brandon Staley decides to call a timeout. And essentially, the Raiders said after the fact that if they don't call that timeout there and kind of give their guys a chance to to rest up, they were going to try and get six, seven more yards and kick a field goal if possible. If not, it's a win-win for the Raiders and the fact that you're going to the playoffs. Like, yeah, the difference is you're not playing the Chiefs, you're playing the Bengals, but I mean, like, that's not that big of a gap, it seems like, for a lot of people. So... Brandon Staley calls a timeout, and Daniel Carlson comes in and boots it through the uprights, and the Raiders head to Cincinnati today. Brandon Staley, if I'm if I may start off the show with this, and by the way, we're gonna we're gonna go through the rest of the season, like what I what the final record was for my season, and then from there we're gonna go into picking the playoff games. This might be a one block show today. Again, sorry about it being short. Uh, I had a couple of papers due yesterday that took some. Uh, Took some time over, obviously, the podcast this week. So it's going to be a couple busy weeks here in a row, but during the playoffs, we're still going to crank these things out. Uh, We'll have some guests on, maybe down here in the man cave. We'll see if I can get some people over here. It snowed about six inches overnight, so it's not happening today. But again, um, here's how the season went. By the way, Brandon Staley, I'm starting off with this, and then I'll go to the season. Brandon Staley is by far the most cocky head coach that I've seen come in Matt LaFleur Sean McVay he's right there with him Brandon Staley essentially put his team in danger by going forward on fourth down at the 18 yard line he also put his team in danger knowing that he's not going to win the game with 38 seconds left in overtime it's literally up to the hands of the Raiders he calls a timeout his defense gives up 10 yards on a run Daniel Carlson comes out Puts it through the uprights. If he makes it, that's like the most pressure-free kick of all time. If he makes it, they're going to the playoffs. If he misses it, they're going to the playoffs. Like that, that's like a kicker's dream situation. But Brandon Staley 
I think is already going to be on the hot seat. I know they're not going to fire him because they had a good year, but he's already on the hot seat. You can't go into an organization. It's okay. So we talk about this in church life all the time. You can't just change something immediately that's been done for years and years and years without some sort of backlash. That's just the reality of it. You can do that in business uh, because people are either going to you know, stay on or get off. Uh, with churches and with like NFL teams, fans are not going to leave. They're just going to tell you how they feel. And so in this way, Brandon Staley is already on the hot seat with some fans by like, yeah, they love being aggressive. And yeah, it worked against the Chiefs. Um, it didn't work against the Raiders. Like the reality is it might work for one team whenever they're susceptible on third and fourth down. It's not against every team, Brandon Staley. And I know that there's analytics involved. And I know that there's charts that are like, yeah, this percentage of the time you're going to get a first down. If you run the ball, you throw the ball, which first off, I think is cheating. It's like using a range finder in golf uh, with slope on it. You know, if you can get the approximate range, that's not cheating. If you can get the exact, like this is the percentage. And again, they're not taking human uh, ability into that calculation. They're just saying you should be able to get this first down 67% of the time if you run the football. Well, that's what he's going to do. He's going to run or he's going to pass. And that's where I think defensive coordinators, if there is a balancing point, uh, can say, okay, well, it says 57% of the time he can get this passing and 43% of the time he can get it running. Uh, and then the rest of the time, he's not going to get it, right? So, I mean, obviously, you're not thinking 100 percentile there. Um, but then at that point, they can kind of game plan against what he's going to do on that fourth down. So Brandon Staley cost his team the game. Uh, we talked about that last week. Uh, and again, I, I believe that to be 100% true. Maybe we didn't talk about it last week. There have been a lot of conversations I've had this week, uh, either through email, at work, uh, just in, in passing at church. They're like, what did you think about that? And so maybe I've just said it so many times that that's the first time you guys have heard it. Uh, but I just I think it's, it's one of the worst moves uh, that he could have made, first off, for his job in the future. Uh, but you know, some organization is going to get used to that. And they're gonna be like, that's what we do. We don't need a, a punter on the 53 man roster is essentially what he's going to say. So that's where I'm at with that. And, uh, the Raiders, you know, kick us off in the playoffs today against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, in Cincinnati. And I don't know if they've gotten the same snow that we have. I know they're a bit further East than us, but we got six inches last night. Uh, maybe some, some bad weather. On the horizon. So this season, here we go. This season, I ended up at 141 wins, 130 losses with locks. I went 3-0 and in our last three on locks and got to 147 and 130. I also got six of the eight divisions correct. I got the Titans, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the AFC. I picked the Browns, and obviously the Bengals won that one. And then I picked the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Packers, and I picked the Seahawks in the West. Like I said, that was a bad pick on my end, and they do not get the job done. Obviously, they're going to be doing some rebooting there in Seattle. So I get 24 points. Uh, four times six is 24. And so that's where the points come from for me throughout the year. So I'm at 161 and 130. And I know that's not like against the, the games. That's just points for uh, me and the buddies in the league. But I did finish 11 games over 500, which is not bad. Uh, not my best performance over the years. 
But um, again, I think if you're out there betting, you guys can can tell me otherwise if, if you are actually betting on these. Uh, but you can put different amounts, you know, units, if you will. I've heard uh, some podcasts that talk about it in units. So like if you're talking to units, $20, and you you feel so confident about this when you put in two units down, it's $40, then that dividend is going to be a little bit better um, if you got some of those key games correct. And so whenever I say locks and I went 3-0 on locks, then, you know, I feel like that's actually a pretty good uh, representation about who I actually am whenever I'm picking these games. So that's how the year went, okay? The year went swimmingly. Uh, I am in the lead right now against Trevor, and I am going to take a small break here. On the other side of the break, we're going to pick the playoff games. We're going to walk through a little bit of the press conferences throughout the week, get some thoughts from the players before they kick off here on Saturday. Again, thank you to Coach Easy Fitness. Poddex, podmatch.com, and Say by Christ Apparel. And you guys can go over to Instagram and Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. You can also send me your take throughout the playoffs at classicplastic at gmail.com. So we will see you guys on the other side of the break right here on the Classic Plastic Podcast. Classic Plastic Podcast, Season 6, Episode 25. Again, the playoffs start today. Uh, So if you listen to this post the playoffs, right? So this upcoming week, or if you somehow listen before the game, good on you. Thank you for being a loyal supporter of the show. Uh, As you can be over on Instagram and Facebook, can figure out exactly whenever I go uh, live with the episode over there. But if you listen to them after, hopefully you hear... Uh, some bits of insight that you wouldn't get maybe anywhere else. Uh, my wife and I were discussing this the other day where it seems like a good majority of the guys that talk about this on TV essentially just look at the box score or watch the highlights. Don't watch, you know, like NFL Red Zone, I think is the, the absolute best. Uh, just in the fact that for me, like I, I can watch the game. Like I, yeah, you're not getting between most of the time. You're not getting between the twenties, uh, and that's where some some people would argue that the game is won. But NFL Red Zone's been amazing. Like, and they just concluded their season. They're not going to do it, obviously, for the playoffs because there's not a lot of games going on at once. But the thing that's that that's taught me is is that. A lot of these guys just go purely off highlights. They're not watching the whole game. They're not trying to, you know, give you all the insights that that can be done. And so, first off, I'm going to start off with my wife. I'm going to let her take it over from here, give you her picks on the NFL coming up in a couple of hours. So, here's my wife, Rebecca Palasic, giving you her picks for the playoffs. Okay, I've got my playoffs picks for you. First of all, I've obviously got the Bengals 
And then I got the Bucks. These are in no particular order. I've got the Dallas Cowboys up by three touchdowns. I got the Patriots. I've got the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Chiefs are going to make it close just to give me a heart attack. And that is my wife giving you her picks. Again, uh, agree with a good amount of that stuff. Maybe disagree with a few of those things as well. Um, so here, let's let's go through it. We're going to try and get to some of the uh, press conferences throughout the week as well, simply because it, it was a very interesting week uh, for the for the press conferences, obviously leading up to the playoffs. Uh, you have some guys making their playoff debuts debut uh, debuts uh, this week. And so that includes Joe Burrow. That includes Mac Jones. Uh, that includes Kyler Murray as well. And I believe this is Jalen Hurts' first trip to the playoffs as far as him being the starter. I'd have to, I'm pretty certain on that one. So, okay. Let's start off with a game that is, first off, uh, we have the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, these two teams, they have the same record, but they're not the same, you know, caliber of team. You know, the funny thing is, is whenever you get to this, the AFC was just so uh, tight this year that you, it's pretty difficult. The line has moved. I'm going to keep it at the five and a half. Uh, the line has moved to Bengals minus six and a half, according to uh, this is oddshark.com. But uh, the Bengals were two and a half point favorites whenever they met in November. Uh, and then obviously they won the game 32 to 13. They beat them by 19 on the road. So I don't think that the inexperience of Joe Burrow is going to get in the way in this game. Uh, it, it looks to me like everything is going to be good to go. They're on CBS this afternoon. And yes, the Raiders have looked good. Like, obviously, they won their overtime game last week. Um, and then the Raiders, let's see, they're 6-2 and two straight up against the spread in their last eight. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a tough one. And then Darren Waller uh, is still working through some rib injuries as well. Uh, Josh Jacobs, by the way, I think I saw this through DraftKings on ESPN, but it's like, who's going to have more rushing yards, Joe Mixon or Josh Jacobs? Unless the Bengals just fall in love with the pass, it has to be Joe Mixon. Like Josh Jacobs is not, in my opinion, going to thrive in Las Vegas. He's, he's been there for a few years. I just don't think that it's going to, uh, to, to be that way for him in Las Vegas. But by the way, Interesting thought process here. In their last seven wild card games, and this is Cincinnati. Cincinnati has the longest drought uh, since their last playoff win, which was 1990. Okay, they are 0 and seven straight up, 0 six and one against the spread in the last seven wild card games. I'm going to throw that stat out the window simply because uh, it's these are new kids, uh, new kids on the block. You have no, you have no reason to put that in the same conversation, but Vegas is six and two straight up against the spread in the last eight as a road underdog. So against the spread and straight up, the Vegas Raiders have been very, very good on the road. 
With all that being said, let's listen to Joe Burrow uh, this week before we pick this game. No, I don't, I'm not thinking about it like that. I'm thinking about going out and getting the win, whatever it takes. If I throw for zero yards and we get the win, I'm, I'm very, very happy. So whatever it takes this Sunday, we're, we're going to get the job done. He was asked if it was a chip on his shoulder that is going to help motivate him this week. Listen, Joe Burrow has been incredible uh, over the past month. Throwing for almost 1,000 yards in two games is a very, very big deal whenever it comes down to it. So in round one, I have the Cincinnati Bengals and covering the spread. I'm just going to go ahead and mark these down so Trevor knows these as well. Trevor, the only one left standing in my way before a win. Cincinnati minus the five and a half. And then we cap off the Saturday action with the good old New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. This is one of those games where you've seen each other. They split in the regular season and these two teams know each other very well. Bill Belichick in this type of situation is next to none whenever it comes to, yeah, we played you guys a couple times. We know exactly what to do. They split on the road. So the Patriots won at Buffalo and Buffalo won at New England uh, right now. So this is also on CBS today. This starts at 715. Um, right now, Buffalo, I think I have the spread I sent to Trevor at four and a half points for Buffalo. Double checking here because I want to make sure that we have the same lines as each other. So we have it at four and a half for Buffalo uh, as the favorite here. But the line has dropped to three and a half in some places. So here's my deal. I think this could be a very low scoring game. That Patriots defense is gnarly. It's going to be bad weather again. And we saw what the Patriots did on the road in the bad weather at Buffalo. It's a tough one for me because you could see the Bills starting to catch their rhythm a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, you have to, at this point, they're straight up against three. They're three and four straight up when allowing a hundred or more rushing yards. So if the Patriots get off to a good start running the football, uh, very, very difficult to stop. They're straight up eight and zero oh when scoring a touchdown on their first possession. The Bills get off to a good start it's over and straight up when scoring a touchdown first on their first possession, they're eight and zero straight up. So keep an eye out first possession, by the way, new England seven and one against the spread in the last eight games against Buffalo, Buffalo four and straight up and three Oh and one against the spread in the last four. Give me the new England Patriots and Mac Jones in, uh, it, excuse me, in his first ever, uh, playoff start, that defense is going to carry. However, uh, because we have it at four and a half, I think the Bills win the game by a field goal. Uh, that's just where I'm at. I'm going to take New England plus the points, but I like the Buffalo Bills to move on. So New England plus the four and a half. Then we get to Sunday's games. This is where it's really going to get pretty interesting here. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay right now, uh, I have them an eight and a half point favorites, and they are a susceptible team. They have been, you know, just 
they're they've had a lot of injuries. Okay, that's that's the tough part for me. This on Fox. This is at noon. By the way, the opening odds were the Buccaneers minus ten. It got all the way to eight and a half because of so much money going on Philly. Philly has been hot as of late. Uh, they're six and uh, six and two straight up in the last eight games. So if they were underdogs, just straight up one. Um, so here's my deal. Tom Brady at this point in the year, he's just so hard to stop. Um, for me, I think it's going to come down to the pure spread of it. Uh, eight and a half points is a lot of points for a playoff game. I get that they uh, they took care of Washington in Washington last year on the way to a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to take Philly. Uh, I think Philly plus the points. I think Tampa Bay gets out of there with a win. Uh, but Philly plus an eight and a half. I think this could be a one touchdown game. So give me the Eagles plus the eight and a half. Again, that game on Fox. Then we get to my game. Yikes. This is going to be... This is the most tightly contested line that I've seen is the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Again, I'm using Odd Shark today to help me out with some of these. Their computer models have the Cowboys winning this 24 to 20. That is a one-point differential from the spread. So whenever you have Dallas minus three... Only 41% of the audience has that number right now. Um, the second half surge for the 49ers. By the way, they were 2-4 and four and 1-5 and five against the spread whenever they had their injuries take off. But then they flipped it around. They're 8-3 and three straight up and against the spread in the last 11 games. And they ended up beating the Rams, who were also in the playoffs, coming up. Uh, or that was last week. So the Cowboys... Rushing defense ranks 16th in the NFL. They're allowing 112 per game. So if the Cowboys uh, cannot stop them, I see that being a very, very big deal. And then obviously Dak Prescott, you're inside. Like there's no weather issues that you're going to have in Dallas. I think Dak with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, uh, and even Cedric Wilson is going to have to play a big role here I, I have to go Dallas. They're 11 and one against the spread in their last 12 against NFC teams. Uh, I just, I feel like this is Dallas's year to get at least a little bit of momentum going. I don't think it's three touchdowns like my wife said, uh, but I do think Dallas squeaks this one out and covers the spread. Um, yeah, I mean like 27, 23, uh, I think it could be that close of a game. Um, so again, Cincinnati minus the points, New England plus the points, Philly plus the points, Dallas minus the points. Then we get to, uh, the eight fifteen game. By the way, that one is on Fox, the Cowboys and the 40. No, pardon me. That is on CBS. Whoa, CBS. That could be Romo and Nance. Big game, big game. I don't know how that happened, how CBS gets that one. But again, I'll look into that over the off season, Pittsburgh and Kansas city is the nightcap on Sunday night football. This one is on NBC with Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. Again, I think this might be Al Michaels. Well, no, no, no. They're, they have the Super Bowl this year on NBC. I was going to say it's their last one. No, he has the Super Bowl. So I don't see Pittsburgh like, okay, here's, here's, here's the way that Pittsburgh is going to be able to stay within the spread on this game. TJ Watt actually gets a sack against Patrick Mahomes in his three career games against the Chiefs. He does not have a sack. If he gets to Patrick Mahomes, I think it could be an issue. 
By the way, the over-under on this is only 48. Um, but again, Pittsburgh 4-0 against the spread in the game's worth the under. Okay, so if you can hold the Chiefs down uh, offensively, then I, I think it could be a very difficult game. At the same time, I don't see them holding back Kansas City. I think Kansas City gets it rolling early again like they did in, in the last matchup uh, where they absolutely trounced uh, Pittsburgh. Give me Kansas City minus the points. I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot of points in the playoffs. Kansas City, by a lot of folk standards, is the number one seed in the AFC. Titans got it, uh, but I just don't see how Pittsburgh holds up against the Chiefs. And so that is where I'm going with that one. Then the final game, Monday night, ESPN, 7-15. It is the Cardinals and it is the Rams, and they have split this season. Again, both of these teams are very formidable. If DeAndre Hopkins is on the field, this betting line, I think, is actually changed by about a point. Uh, and then I would be very tempted to go at three and a half with the Cardinals. Uh, by the way, I actually have this one at four. So straight up four points. I think this is going to be a good game on ESPN, actually. Um, the Rams have won nine of the last 10 against the Cardinals, but eight, one and one against the spread. So here's the deal is this is a really different Cardinals team. This is a really different Rams team. Uh, Matthew Stafford looking for his first ever playoff win. Um, and Stafford... Here's the deal with Stafford is Cooper Cup is his guy. Can the Cardinals, who have seen Cooper Cup a couple times, can they shut him out? Can they keep him to a modest game under 100 yards receiving? Because if they do, I think I like the Cardinals in this particular matchup. But, I mean, the Rams have stars everywhere. Um, wow. I mean, just everywhere. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald... Uh, Cooper Cup, Von Miller, OBJ, Stafford. I mean, you're you're talking about a lot of people. Arizona with no DeAndre Hopkins. I am going to take the Rams minus the four points. It just it's too hard to go against the Stars whenever you are in the playoffs. Again, the Rams could get things going here. Could make for some very interesting round two matchups. Let me know your thoughts over on Instagram and on Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. Again, appreciate you guys listening to this under 30-minute podcast. Again, I'm, I'm playing around a little bit with the times here because I know some people like the shorter podcast, some people like the longer podcast. But again, I'm going to have some guests on over the next couple weeks as we march towards the Super Bowl. I'm very excited to see if the Dallas Cowboys can advance, obviously. Um, in my lifetime... I heard this on a Kansas City radio station the other day. They said, it has been 25 years since the Cowboys have even made an NFC championship game. Not just a Super Bowl, an NFC championship game. This could be the year. If it if it works out in their favor, this could be the year. Uh, but we will not put the cart before the horse. Again, let me know your picks. Uh, you can even shoot me an email, classicplastic at gmail.com with your take from wherever you're at. Also, want to give a big shout out to all of my supporters out there. First off, my father, uh, Eugene Plastic. Appreciate my father always being a massive supporter of what I do and who I am. I uh, would not be where I'm at without my pops. Uh, Nathan Dorsch, Brian Barnett, and Katie Couch. Weird for me to say Katie Couch. It's Katie Gilbert in my mind and always will be, but I apologize, Andy. Uh, she is now married to Andy, and they uh, 
They are uh, newlyweds, so congratulations to them over the past, what, geez, at this point, it's no longer newlyweds, right? I mean, geez, you're you're well into the uh, into the married life, Katie. So appreciate you guys out there supporting me. You can support me uh, by giving 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month by clicking the link in the description on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen, iHeartRadio as well. Uh, and I am looking forward to going and watching Spider-Man today. I'm a little behind the eight ball there, but going to go watch Spider-Man. I'm not going to give you spoilers. But you're getting to the point where spoilers are going to happen if you haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to go see it at 1130 with my wife. Looking forward to that. Okay, so enjoy the playoff football today. I know I will be as well. And there's six inches of snow on the ground. So it's going to be a good time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Classic Plastic Podcast. I will see you guys later. Feeling better than I ever been. In his bag, this beat is heaven sent. Back up in my element, new whip, trunk up in the front. I whip an elephant. It's all limo tent. That's how you move when you the president. U.S. and off stream, treat him like my last name. Disrespecting, you just signed a check for a long day. Appetizing rappers, you will never be an entree. Really, you a condiment. And I hope y'all follow this. Crazy how people with the most money lack the common sense. Batman over Gotham. How-